So, dear brothers and sisters, this is the first Friday of Lent. It's, um, I think, often in our minds, the season of misery, a season of prayer, fasting, almsgiving, and therefore a season of, of no's, a season almost of negativity, a season of, uh, of thou shalt nots, and a season of giving things up, and a season of repentance, and it all just sounds a bit heavy and negative. And there is a... a a certain, I suppose, a responsibility incumbent on us to take this season very, very seriously. And our reading here today from the prophet Isaiah it really raises the bar because it, it, it's, it, it comments on people's external observances <clears throat> of mortifications and how this should be indicative of an internal conversion, but sometimes isn't, right? So... Like they say, so Isaiah writes that people complain, uh, why should we fast if you never see it? Why do penance if you never notice? Right, so hang on, why why are you doing this? Why why are you fasting? Why are you doing penance? Is it, you know, you want to be seen? Or what what, what is the purpose of fasting? What is the purpose of doing penance? Prophet here is indicating that, that maybe people have missed the point. Hanging your head like a reed, lying down in sackcloth and ashes. Is this what you call fasting? A day acceptable to the Lord? Imagine in our day, 21st century, or 2024, imagine if someone decided to fast by putting on sackcloth, so a kind of a canvas sack and tying a rope around it, you know, and then sitting down in ashes. We'd either say they're crazy or they're some sort of a saint. It's kind of one extreme or the other. Like, I mean, if someone sat down wearing a canvas bag and their hair tossed and like, they'd look fairly, they'd look miserable. Uh, and then to sit down in ashes and say, woe is me and I'm doing this out of penance. We'd say either, as I say, you are out of your tiny mind or, or this is some sort of a, a, like a hermit saint, who knows what. So because it looks, it looks the part. It, and again, it would, would have been the same for the Jews. It looked very penitential. Now, the Prophet Isaiah isn't knocking that on its own, but that there's, there's, there's something more, something more that we need to be looking at in this season of Lent. In our <clears throat> wonderful Irish tradition, in our, uh, the way we live Catholicism here in Ireland, traditionally it would have been very penitential. Uh, for us, uh, like St. Patrick's Purgatory, Loch Derg, is a, a popular place to go to experience misery. Uh, so people go and they spend three days there. So you're, you're supposed to fast from the day even before you get to the island. <clears throat> you start fasting, then you get to the, to the port, you sail across to Loch Derg, and then once you're there, uh, there will only be toast, well, bread, and black tea or black coffee. That's all there is on the island, apart from the staff who have a fry every morning and the smell from the kitchen wafts over the whole island of the bacon and sauces and you're there with your little bit of bread. I can't eat any more bread, I'm just sick of bread. Uh, and the, one of the nights you don't go to bed at all, right? So you stay up all night. <clears throat> and during the day then you have to get a certain number of what they call beds done or stations done. Uh, so it's actually been a couple of years since I've done it. Is it... Seven or nine Our Fathers, seven or nine Hail Mary, seven or nine creeds, that sort of thing, while walking around 
the, uh, the ruins of monastic settlements from Fado Fado. So <coughs> that's what you do. So you're walking around and you're praying your, your, your station, they're called stations. And you have a certain number to get done in a day. They take about, uh, about 45-ish minutes to do. Some people boast that they can get them done in a half an hour, um, which again is just typically Irish, just to focus on quantity rather than quality. So, and then you, you get these prayers done during the day, and then as I say, one of the nights you stay up and you do the, 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 those beds again. Oh, by the way, you're barefoot. Yeah, you're barefoot. So you, once you get to the island, shoes and socks off to one side. If you have ugly toes, it doesn't matter. Everyone is going to see them. No one really cares because everyone's miserable. And uh, so you pray these, these, these prayers day and night and so on. You're not supposed to go to bed. Uh, and then you leave the island. You're still supposed to maintain the fast until, until I think, midday. Uh, so it's a, don't go, don't go it's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to do. It, it's a very interesting experience of your own fragility because, like, you skip one meal and already you just feel so tired and listless and uh, you feel so miserable and there are midgets, midgets aren't small people midgets are little what do we call them? what's the other word for midgets in, in proper English gnats is it or nits gnats, gnats I think little mosquitoes type thing so it's kind of, it is kind of miserable uh, and it's, don't get me wrong it's not, it's not a bad thing to do at all but <clears throat> I'm thinking of the reading today where the Lord is saying it's not just about the external realities. It's not just about the ex- external things that you do. There's something deeper. I've been on a number of pilgrimages also to, to very religious and holy places. I've been on a number of pilgrimages to Lourdes. And I, I would have noticed repeatedly <clears throat> how for, for a lot of people it was uh, uh, an experience to go to a holy place but then spend every evening drinking. So every evening was a session if you're not from Ireland, that means just an occasion where people drink a lot. So, so you know, we get back to the hotel for eight o'clock in the evening, and then drink until midnight, and then be kind of you know half zonked the following day. So you're in Lourdes, you're in a holy place, you have this opportunity to do something good, and now it's just turning after just turning it into Ireland. You know, it's just it's surreal, but externally things look good. You went to Lourdes, fair play to you, well done. But the Lord is calling us to something more. And this is where I think uh, our, us as Irish, we're not good at focusing on, on what this reading is pointing to. Lent should be about the conversion of heart. Lent should be about the, the, the changing of one's heart, internal reality. You get the internals right, the externals <clears throat> will follow. Whereas you get the externals right, they can actually be a camouflage for a corrupt interior. So, you know, I go to Lourdes, I'm, I'm a good person. It doesn't matter that while I was out there, I did nothing but drink. I, I'm a good person because I went to Lourdes. So I can continue my lifestyle as I choose because I went to Lourdes. I went to, to, to uh, Loch Derg and therefore I'm a good person. So now I don't have to actually, you know, forgive people and love and be charitable and all of that kind of thing because I'm a good person already. I've, I've gone to, to Loch Derg. So we, we can actually use these, these good experiences as camouflage to hide the internal realities that really need to be changed. Is not this the sort of fast that pleases me? It is the Lord who speaks. Any time in scripture says it is the Lord who speaks. That's why your ears should prick up. Okay? Is this the kind of fast isn't this is this not the kind of fast that pleases me? It is the Lord who speaks. To unbreak un to break unjust fetters. 
to undo the tongues <clears throat> of the yoke, to let the oppressed go free, to break every yoke, and to share your bread with the hungry, to shelter the homeless poor. Now, I think for us again in the modern world, we hear this and we go, oh, that's fantastic, because we don't have to do any of that. <laughs> like, uh, isn't this, is this not the sort of fast that pleases me? It is the Lord who speaks, to break unjust fetters. I have no idea what that means, but as far as I know, I haven't fettered anybody. So, okay, good, yes, let's, unbreak, let's break unjust fetters, absolutely. Um, to undo the tongues of the yoke. Good. <laughs> we don't have yokes, we don't really know what they are, we've never fettered one in our lives. So, uh, yeah, good, we'll do that one too. To let the oppressed go free, good, I have no prisoners, slaves or maidens, handmaids, nothing, so I have no one to free. And to show your bread of the hungry, as far as I, I don't know anybody who's actually hungry. So this, uh, this, these verses can actually go, they can, they can go a bit over our heads. They can be a bit lost on us because they're not our reality. I was thinking of the 12-step program today, in, just during the rosary there, because the 12-step program, obviously it, it, it's for Alcoholics Anonymous, and it's the 12 steps by which they can come to recovery, come to healing and freedom. But a lot of what they say here is actually just good practice for the Christian life. Okay? So, okay, the first step, I won't go through them all, but the first step, which doesn't really apply to, to a lot of us, but it's good to, good to be aware of. We admit that we are powerless over alcohol, that our lives have become unmanageable. Now, substitute alcohol there in your life for anything else that takes up your time that isn't from God. You could actually be football, you know, where on the weekend I just spend the weekend on TV watching match after match while my kids would love to go out and play a bit of football with me but I'm too busy shouting at the TV. They'd love to spend time with me or time with my, with, with my wife or family or friends or whoever it, is, whoever it is that's entrusted to me but I use my time for me, for my hobbies, for whatever it is. These days it could be, for younger people, it could be gaming and all that kind of thing. It just consumes my life. Now to admit then that I, I need, that, I, that I'm powerless over it, that, that we have an issue here. Step two, I've come to believe <clears throat> that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. A greater power, the need for God. So step two, <clears throat> and the 12-step program already recognizes our need for God in order to overcome these, these difficulties or decisions. Step three, we've made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand him. Again, this isn't, a, this isn't per se a Christian, well, this isn't per se a, a Catholic program. Uh, per se, it's not even a Christian program, even though those, those who designed it were clearly Christian. But like, listen to that. that. That's, again, for all of us. I've made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. How, did you, have you ever done that? I mean, have, have you ever said, like, God, I give my life over to you? And even with the best of intentions, we may say <clears throat> something like that in grand terms. So, Lord, I give my life to you. But as we've said on a few occasions before, if we get specific, then we don't like the specifics anymore. So, Lord, I turn my life over to you, but not my health. My health, I will take care of myself, because I'm good at taking care of my health. Uh, I'll take care of that myself. My finances, Lord, I, t I turn my life over to you, but my finances, I'll take care of myself. Lord, I turn my life over to you, but my relationships and the fact that I'm single or can't have children, all those things, I'll take care of those myself because you're clearly not doing your job. So 
it's very interesting to, to say, Lord, I turn my life over to you and I trust you. I give you the direction of my life. Now, we've spoken about this before. I haven't time to go back into it all again. That doesn't mean that we don't have to make any decisions or don't have to discern and decide and do. But the point is, I want the Lord's input. I want the Lord's guidance. This is an internal reality. Internal. It's a, this is life in, the, <coughs> life in the spirit. What goes on in my heart? What goes on, goes on in my internal life? When I pray, what am I doing? When I come into the chapel, what am I doing? Am I just thinking or am I praying? I want to skip a couple. I just want to go on to step five here. We have admitted, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to other human beings the nature of our wrongs. Step four, which I probably should go back to. We've made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. So I've looked honestly at my life. Where have I made mistakes? Where have I hurt people? Where have I sinned? Where have I offended God? And then I admit to God, to myself, and to other human beings that I have done wrong. So I actually, concretely, recognize certain sins or defects, and then I go to them and apologize. Like, this again, this is the kind of fasting that, that Isaiah is talking about here, this internal reality, where it's not just, I do some religious things, or I give up the drink for Lent, please do, give up the cigarettes, the gaming, the whatever those things, those, those, things, those defects that, that you feel you have, uh, I give those things up for Lent, fantastic, good. But just, if it's possible, to, to add to that, so it's not one or the other, it's one and the other, the internal reality. Are there things I need to apologize for? Are there things I need to forgive another for? This is unbreaking. This is breaking the unjust fetter. That's what it is. When, someone, when you've offended someone or someone has offended you and there's this, there's this kind of this bond of negativity or this bond of unforgiveness and I say, I forgive you. Now I'm breaking the unjust fetter. Or if I just say to someone else, I am sorry. Now I'm giving them the, them the opportunity to, to be freed from that. You see, so it's, it's the internal realities that matter here, the internal, internal. This Lent, if I may make a couple of suggestions, there are certain things that, that I think are important to look at as regards our, our internal, <coughs> internal reality then being manifest on the outside. If we love the Lord, if we are Christian at all, especially us Irish, we've got to stop taking the Lord's name in vain. We've got to stop that. It's a terrible Irish characteristic. We take the Lord's name in vain. And then when people go to confession, by the way, they often confess swearing. And they say, like, you know, saying the S word or the F word is the same as taking the Lord's name in vain. It completely is not. Please don't say those other words. But taking the Lord's name in vain is blasphemy. Or saying the S word is rude. Rude, we'll get over. Taking the Lord's name in vain, it's a different category. So it's not just swearing like any other word. So this Lent... Again, because of this internal reality that we know the Lord, that we love, and we know we're loved by him, stop swearing. Stop taking the Lord's name in vain. Just stop, 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 stop. <coughs> now, internal reality. Along with that, how about our prayer life? Can I pray more frequently? Again, us Irish, we have to be careful to not see prayer always as a question of quantity. 
but quality. Do you know, um, often at prayer gatherings, like we Irish, we rip through the rosary very, very quickly. And then we're very happy with ourselves that we prayed so many rosaries. <coughs> but quality in those rosaries, did your heart meet the Lord's? Did you find yourself like before him, him on the cross or him in the crib or him preaching or teaching? Did you meet him there in your time of prayer? Or was it just, I got the word said, so I've pleased him now, I've done the thing, tick the box. Again, that's the, that's the, the wearing sackcloth and ashes, it, it looks good, but what's the internal reality? So the, the, like I say, the prophet Isaiah today really wants us to raise the bar. So as regards forgiveness, as regards not taking the Lord's name in vain, as regards um, praying more with the heart. I think these are things that we can really, really concretely work on this Lent. With all of our modern technology these days as well, it can help us. It's good to use technology actually for good on occasion. <clears throat> but in the car, rather than listening to the radio, to pray. There are plenty of apps, there are plenty of rosaries you can find that you can just play in the car. So as you're driving, someone else is doing the counting for you. I listen to the, the, the Hello app often. So Jonathan Rumi, the actor who plays Jesus in The Chosen, he's always praying the rosary in my ear as I'm driving around. And then I'm getting something useful done in this kind of dead time, because driving is kind of dead time. You can't do much. So pray, and then as you're driving, you can actually unite your heart to the Lord's. And then Lent starts to take on a very different meaning because, again, the, the humanist approach uh, of learning how to renounce oneself in order to become a better version of oneself, okay, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's not putting God, it's not putting God there. When we fast, when we give anything up, the idea is that God takes that place. That I'm allowing the Lord more space in my heart, internal reality. And if that's our, our experience of Lent, then it will be very freeing. So we ask the Lord today to help us, guide us and lead us in this season of Lent that, yes, while we maintain our, our, our external practices and please do, it's good to give things up, that they will reflect an internal change of heart, that our hearts might turn back to him, the source of all good, the source of all joy and the source of all healing. Is not this the sort of fast that pleases me? It is the Lord who speaks to break unjust fetters and undo the tongues of the yoke, to let the oppressor go free and break every yoke, to share your bread with the hungry and shelter the homeless poor. Then your integrity will go before you and the glory of the Lord behind you Cry, and the Lord will answer. Call, and he will say, I am here. Amen.